I want to remind everybody that on the 4th of July at 2.30 here at the church, there is going to be a gospel singing that afternoon. And the Roast family is going to be, I don't know if they're the ones putting it on, but they're the ones, yeah, they are. And they're going to have old hymns, convention songs, southern gospel, hip-hop, rap. Oh, wait, no. Not any of that. Okay, I don't know what that is, but I didn't plan that. Kind of like it. Kind of like it. I like it. I like it. Anyway, I did not do that. Anyway, all right. We are talking about freedom. And uh, this morning I want us to go to John chapter 8. So let's all stand in honor of God's Word. We're going to be reading chapter 8, verse 31 through 36. Let's begin reading. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I want to I read just that one, one verse there, verse 31. So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed, If you abide in my word, if you hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth And the truth will set you free. Let's pray. Lord, today, help us to realize that it's where we live that determines whether we're free or not. If we live in you, then we are free. If we live away from you, Lord, then we are not. And so, Father, today, I pray in our minds that you would make that truth known to us today and help us to live in you and to be in you and to worship you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This week we will celebrate the 4th of July and many of you have different things that you do. We sing about freedom, we uh, talk about freedom and we will wave flags and my little granddaughters all had their nails painted last night at our house, red, white and blue and I did that. No, I didn't do that. My wife did that. And they were so happy this morning. They was like, look, Pappy, our hands are look like, you know, whatever they look like. And they had their red, white, and blue clothes on, and they were all patriotic. And so we do that. We have parades. Uh, this is the longest running, isn't it, the longest continuous running parade west of the Mississippi or something? And so we have that, and we will have floats, and we will march, and we will have signs, and we wear hats, and people wear funny costumes, and it's all celebrating freedom. And we have that freedom because someone gave that to us, because someone has laid down their life for that. And I would like for this morning, is there any, do we have any veterans 
here this morning. I'd like for you to stand. Do I have any veterans? Any veterans? Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you for your service. Somebody has to guard our freedom. Because if you have freedom, somebody's, there's always somebody trying to take it away. There's always somebody that doesn't want you to have freedom. And uh, I started uh, doing a little bit of a study on freedom. And uh, I found out that if you live in China and you get on the Google and you look up, uh, if you look up freedom on the Google, immediately you will show up error on your screen and your internet service will go out. It's a fact. I, I found that out. And then I looked up that, uh, I don't know if you know it, but there is something called the World Freedom Report. And they do a report and they rank countries on the amount of freedom that they have. And so I, I looked at, and it's like from 1 to 100. Is if you're 100, you're completely free. If you're 1, you're an absolute desolation. Uh, China got a score of 14 out of 100. If you live in China, you do not have much freedom. Cuba got 14 out of 100. There's one country that was lower than that that I could see. There were several on there. I didn't see all of them. But there's a country called Crimea that has a 9 out of 100. Afghanistan, uh, a country that we are uh, involved with a little bit, has a 26 out of 100. 39% of the world is considered to be free. 24% of the world is considered to be somewhat free. And 30%, 37% of the world is considered to not be free at all. Now, if I told you who is the freest country in the world, I think that we would probably, as Americans, we would think that we are the freest country in the world. But according to the World Freedom Report, our country got an 86 out of 100. And the truth is, over the past few years, we are starting to lose, is showing that we are losing freedom. There are other countries who have more freedom than us. New Zealand is 98 out of 100. Norway and Sweden, 100 out of 100. I don't get it, but I don't know how them, I guess if you live in the winter all the time, you get to be free all the time. But anyway, what I figured out is that in this life, where you live determines whether you're free or not. The country you live in determines your freedom. In this physical life, if you live in Crimea, you're not free. If you live in China, you're not free. If you live in America, you're more free. If you live in Sweden, you're, you can fly around on the air. You're so free. I mean, no, you're just, you're just free. But it has to do where you live. Where Luke lives, I, started, I got interested in this report, and I started seeing where, where Luke is at there in Senegal, and they're actually pretty free. They're, they have a pretty good score of being free, but where Luke lives, he cannot speak who Jesus is to anyone who is under 18 because it's against the law. And so he has some freedom, but he doesn't have complete freedom. And so freedom has to be, and has, has something to do with where we physically live determines 
our freedom. And I want you to keep that in your mind. Because we are blessed and live in America, and this is the place where we live, we experience very much freedom. And in, in the Word, Jesus talks about this as well. And he says, if you abide, and abide means live, where you abide, where you live, where you stay at. And he says, if you stay, if you abide, if you live in my word, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Meaning that if we abide here in this word, if we live here, then we will have freedom. Just like if we live in America, we have freedom. Jesus says if we live here in his word, if we abide in his word, that we will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It starts where I live. Freedom has everything to do with where I live. And, uh, And this has to be, this has to be, where we live. And the, and, the, and the Amplified Version says, if you adhere to, if you're stuck to his word, then you will have freedom. Where I live and where I abide determines my freedom. And Jesus says that I need to be here. And I want to ask you this morning, would you say this is where you live? Would you say this is where I abide? Would you say this is where I spend much of my life do you spend a lot of your life here in this word Do you spend a lot of your life abiding in what jesus talks about now when you're going down the road and when you're driving and sometimes when you're working and things like that you can't have the bible open while you're doing those things but you can sure be thinking about them i can be driving down the road and be thinking about the things of jesus I can be going about my work and be thinking, how is Jesus trying to to show me things in this? And what's Jesus trying to do? I can abide here all day long. And he says, this is where I have to live in order to have freedom. I have to learn to listen to what Jesus is trying to say about my life. And uh, it used to be that most people in our country did some abiding here, some living here, in the word but we have gotten fewer and fewer people who live in the word and many people have no idea what this says at all if you talk to people and you ask them and talk about what the bible says they have no idea what it says and this started really coming about in the in the 60s there was this fight for freedom and i I just want you to understand we have to always keep in mind that freedom is not possible unless you are a moral people you cannot have freedom apart from morality the only way to have freedom is to have a moral people and way, way back in the 60s well, it wasn't that way back that's when i was born so it's not that far ago but there was this movement for nobody can tell me what to do my truth is my truth i what i want to do in my life is what i want to do and it doesn't affect you at all, and so I can do whatever I want to. And there was free love, free sex, free, free, free drugs, free living. Everyone did whatever you want to. I can do whatever I want to with my life. The movement of it's my body, it's my, it's my life, I am free. And from that era, from that, because of that thinking, ever since then, in this country, with all of this free living, there's been a huge spike in divorce 
the family has been disconnected since then. There are fewer and fewer people being married. Marriage in the day we live in has been lowered to just another event at a venue. Marriage is not celebrated anymore like it used to be. God is left completely out of it. It's become more about the event instead of the ceremony. We have TV shows. Uh, I, I watched a TV show the other day, and it's about, and it was all about the lady picking out their dress. And that's all they talked about was like this dress was the main thing that was going to happen at this wedding. And then I watched a show the other night, and it was sixty minute a six a sixty minute a sixty minute proposal or something like that. And this guy had had women come up in front of him and in 60 minutes he decided who he was going to propose to and in this country in the world and you say pastor why are you watching that i'm just going to tell you i'm interested in the thought process of the world that we live in and how we get to the place where we think we can choose a mate in 60 minutes and and so marriage has been has been brought to where it means nothing at all and and, and it and it has has no meaning whatsoever because we do not abide here anymore. Our minds are not here. Our minds are at work. Our minds are at school. Our minds are on our activities, our hobbies, our ball games, our our ball practices, uh, the things that we like to do. That's where our mind is. And when we don't abide here, we don't have freedom. When our minds are not here, when we are not living here, we do not have freedom. I just want to ask you this morning. I want you to be very honest. Where do you live? Where is your mind? Where is your heart? Where does your mind stay? And that's why families have no idea who Jesus is. Jesus says to abide in my word. And he says, and when you abide here, if you stay here, if you live here, if your mind is here, if you're saturating yourself in this, he says, then you will know truth. And it doesn't say truth with just a regular T. It's saying truth with a capital T, meaning that truth is a name, meaning that it is somebody. It's not a thing. It's someone, meaning Jesus. That you will know truth. You will know the person of who truth is. Truth is not a thing. It is a person. God is not a truth, and it says here that he is the truth, the only truth. And so if we go back to the 60s, and everybody has a truth, and they have the truth of what's worked best for them, and you couldn't tell them anything about the truth because the truth is what works best for you, and, and, and you can't do anything about that. And so everybody thinks, I have my own truth. And, they, and, and there's always this argument that says, well, that's your truth. And people say, well, God is truth, and, and, and Jesus is the way. And he goes, well, that's your way. You have your truth, and I have my truth. And I'm just telling you, the Word says, and there's only really one way to be. There is only one truth. There's either truth or it's not truth. And God says, I'm truth. And Jesus said, I came to bear witness to the truth. But in the world that we live in, everyone thinks that they have their own truth. And they say, you can't tell me what my truth is. And it's come to the place where, I mean, and you, I mean, you can't beat someone up and say, okay, you're going to believe the way I, I mean, I guess you could, but 
That's not the way it is. But everybody says, I have my own truth, and that's going to work out right for me. And I want you to know that it really doesn't work out very good. I want you to imagine, this week we went down, uh, took the little grand girls down to uh, Branson for a couple days, and we drove by the, the Titanic Museum. And that is a big old ship. And I want you to imagine this morning that we are inside a ship. And the walls come up this side, and the walls come up that side, and maybe that, maybe that's headed forward, and this is backwards. And you all have your section where your seat is. That's your part of the ship, and you own that part, and that's yours, and and nobody else's, and it's your part. And uh, and as and you're on the ship, and the captain comes in. And he says, I've got a book here. And he gives you a book. And he says, as long as you, you know, maybe it's a pamphlet. I've got a pamphlet. The captain of the ship, the guy that runs the ship, says, as long as you do the things in this booklet, you're going to be okay and everybody's going to be safe. And the captain has meetings every now and then and he talks about lifeboats. He talks about ship safety. He talks about things like that. And everybody understands that and, under, and knows that. But as you're on the ship for longer and longer, the captain keeps meeting and the people are like, I get sick of listening to the captain. He's always talking about being safe and doing things his way. And and maybe you raise some kids while you're on the ship and there's families come in and you get really interested in your family and you you quit looking at the pamphlet anymore and you you forget everything that he told you about it. And there's more new people coming in and, and they become less and less interested in the pamphlet that tells them where the ship needs to be going and what safety things need to be happening on the ship. And they don't pay attention to the captain anymore. They're really interested in going to shuffleboard and, and, and maybe they're interested in swimming in the pools or they're interested at the dinners and parties and things that they have and, and they're really interested in that and that's what they want to do and, and so they don't go and they don't listen to the captain and they don't listen to the pamphlet anymore and they don't read it and they don't know what's going on anymore and everybody has their section of the ship that's, that's theirs well one day they're all sitting everybody's sitting there and Somebody in there says, you know what, I'm hot. I'm hot. And this is my part of the ship, and I can do whatever I want to in my part of the ship, and I'm hot, and I'd really like to have some of that cool ocean water on me. I'm going to drill a hole in my part of the ship. Now, you guys can do whatever you want to on your part of the ship. I'm not hurting anybody else's part of the ship, but I'm going to drill a hole. Imagine like where you're sitting. You've got your little spot there between your legs, and you're, you're hot. And so you just drill a hole, and the water starts coming up. And, oh, it feels so good on your feet. It feels so good. And your neighbor over there goes, man, he looks like he's really enjoying that. And somebody goes, you can't drill, you can't, you shouldn't drill a hole. I think I remember one time the captain, I remember the captain a long time ago, I think I heard him say, don't drill holes in your section of the ship. What's the captain know? This is my section. Do whatever I want to in my section. What's the captain know? No, I, I, I remember, and someone stands up and goes, I remember the captain said, the captain said, don't drill a hole, the ship will sink. Well, there's a hole there and we're not sinking. They're, they're enjoying their little hole, their little water coming in. Everything's fine. The whole ship, we're still going. It's been dribbling in there for a long time, and we're doing okay. I'm going to drill a hole in my section. 
And you can't stop me because it's my section. And I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm not bothering your section. I'm not going to put a hole in your section. I'm not going to do anything in your section. It's just my little three-foot section. And I'll do whatever I want to. Because it's mine. And so three or four more people start drilling holes in their section. Oh, it feels so good. The cool water on their feet. And there's one guy standing up. Remember what the captain said? Remember what the captain said? And maybe there's a few other people who go, I remember what the captain said. The captain said we weren't supposed to do that. And everybody else just, they just, I'm going to drill a hole in my section. And pretty soon there's a bunch of holes and everybody's sinking. And there's a few people, a few little families that listen to the manual, listen to the, listen to the pamphlet, listen to what the captain said. And they knew where the life jackets were because they were in the book every day. And they knew where the lifeboats were and they knew how to get out. And they knew that when the ship sank, they knew how to save themselves because they had read the book and they made it out but everybody else perished in the world we live in we live with a bunch of people who thinks that I can do whatever I want to in my life and it doesn't affect anybody else I'm going to tell you what it affects everything you do affects everybody around you everything you do in your home it affects your home And what happens in your home affects what happens in our community. It affects what happens in our school. It affects what happens in our church. You don't think we're not connected? We all feel and hurt and grieve together. We we rejoice together. When when good things happen, we rejoice together. When, When one family hurts, we all hurt together. And the only way to know what truth is and the only way to know Christ is to abide in this. I want to ask you this morning, what are you abiding in? Where's your mind? Where's your heart? You say, well, pastor, I've got, I've got so many things going. I've got so many things going that are important to my family. And, 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 and it's, just, it's just our family and it's not, we're not hurting anybody else. We're just doing our thing. kind of sounds like, I don't know. A little guy drilling a hole in the ship, don't it? When everybody's doing their own thing, the ship sinks. I'm just being honest with you. But the Word says when we abide in Him that we have true freedom. That we know, when we abide in Him we know the truth and then the truth sets us free. And I just, that question keeps coming back to me. Where are you abiding? Where's your mind during the day? Are you thinking about what God wants you to do, about what God wants you to do in your business, what God wants you to do at school? Are you thinking about, what can I do in my little section? What can I do to make my section more comfortable for me? What can I do to make my section what I want it to be? See, the Word says I'm to abide in his word and when i am in his word then i will know him and moms and dads in the world we live in it is easy to get sidetracked and not stay here 
It's easy to get sidetracked by our jobs. It's easy to get sidetracked by school. It's easy to get sidetracked by all the hobbies and things that we all have going. But I want you to know the Word says that I am to stay and to live here because freedom comes, and we learned about it this morning, freedom comes where I live. You're free physically this morning because you live in America. And I want you to know you will be free spiritually when you live in this. And you have to live here. And you have to abide here. If you're not here, you're in slavery. If you are in China, you are not free. If you're living in China, you're not free. If you're living in America, you're free. If you're living here, you're free. If you're abiding here, you're free. If you're living in the world and living by what the world says, you are a slave to sin, and most of the time you don't even know it. And I have a question I want you to ask. Where am I living? Where am I living this morning? Let's all stand. Father, we thank you that we get to live where we are. Father, I don't know why it is that you have all the places that we could have been born, that we were born here. And we live here, and so we have freedom. But your word says if we want to have true freedom, we have to live in your word. We have to abide in your word. We have to stay in your word. And Father, today I pray that you would challenge dads and moms and kids and grandparents and parents to do exactly what your word says to do and to live in your word, to spend time every day in your word listening and learning and abiding there in your word. And Father, your word says that when we abide in you, that we know the truth, that we know who you are and that we are free. And only while we are living in your word are we free. And so, Father, today, I pray that you would help us as a church to listen to the instructions given by the leader of everything, the God of everything, the master of everything, the captain of everything. And God, help us to realize that what we do in our little section of the world, in our little section of life, affects everybody around us. And Father, I pray today that we would be the people you have called us to be and we would abide in your word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray this prayer. read this prayer together before we leave. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Amen. The Lord bless you. You are dismissed. Enjoy your week this week.